Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe. Hey, man. What's happening? Hey. You smoking more reefer again? No, no, no. I'm just happy today. <laughs> this is a natural high. I like fog. <laughs> oh, well, this is your time. Yes, it is. All right. Well, congratulations. I expect Bella Lugosi to come out of the woodwork. <laughs> well, uh, there's monsters around here. There's no argument about that. Okay. Yes, some of them are running for office. So, uh... <laughs> You're talking about Mr. Mastriano, I presume? Well, I, I think there's an interesting story that came up uh, in light this morning of President Biden's speech last night. Democracy being under, under Democracy's attack. on the ballot. We have the former vice, presi- or, uh, vice presidential candidate, Hillary Clinton, saying that the voters don't understand how important this election is. <laughs> they don't get they it. They just don't get it. All right. Well, we had Stan lined up. We had one angry guy already set. but Another uh, angry guy calling in. <laughs> right. Now another one's uh, lined up. So good. Give us a buzz, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Joe mentioned the fog. It is quite foggy out there, so plan accordingly if you're going out and about. And On The Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. All right, here's the story. Last night, President Biden gave a speech during which he said democracy is at, is at risk. It's going to be terrible. If these ultra MAGA conservatives get elected. And then this morning on Morning Joe, I was astounded. They pointed out an area of real Democratic hypocrisy. Take here in Pennsylvania, Josh Shapiro in the primary had his supporters run ads, and it's fairly well documented, Mm -hmm. uh, pushing Mastriano because they thought he would be easier to beat. And Morning Joe called him out and others who did the same thing around the country trying to get nominated candidates they thought were, you know, uh, election deniers or Trump Trump supporters. So if if this is really a threat to democracy, why were these Democrats trying to get Republicans nominated who were a threat to democracy? Isn't that hypocrisy? No, I don't think so. I think their money that was donated to the campaigns was intended to uh, have a Democrat win over Republican, so the best way to do that is to nominate the weakest Republican, and so they supported the Mastriano campaign because they knew it could knock them off. But if you really believed, if you really believe these multi, what is it, me, something mega, mega maga, mega maga Republicans mm-hmm. were a threat to democracy, why would you do anything that it that helped get them on the ballot, where they even had the remotest chance of winning? If you honestly believed it, I think this is cynical political crap. Well, it is, yeah, and I think. Uh, uh, you you know it's cynical when uh, this when this was happening during the primary ABC interview James Carville and and he said even I wouldn't do that <laughs> I would 
human. And he said it would be you'd be defying your donors if you did that. You know, this idea of supporting a particular candidate on the Republican side so that you could, uh, because of the strategy involved, that you thought that they were the weakest Republican in the race. Uh, he said even he wouldn't do that, and then he used the word diabolical. That he thought it was really it's it's just a poor use of your donated dollar. He's one of the ruth- most ruthless campaigners I've yes, ever met is. or ever heard about. So, uh, you know, I, th- I think that says something. But I see what you're saying. You know, why would you why would you take a dollar that in any way supports? But you know, they have to go back. What if Mastriano didn't win? What if one of these other, you know, like a Jeff Bartos or one of these other candidates that could have been a very formidable opponent right. for Josh Shapiro but the, had won? In theory, they weren't ma- uh, multi mega Republicans. They were people who would have been mainstream Republicans. No, they, yeah, they would have been good Republicans. They would have been a little bit more functional than Corbett and, uh, and not quite as bright at Ridge, somewhere in between, and I think that would have been, a, you know, they could have been given Josh a run for his money, although he's been wildly popular all along. You know, right, even he didn't really need to do it, but I mean, it, to me, it's just so cynical to say that these people are a threat to democracy, but we moved to get them on the ballot, folks. We wanted them there because then we could say they're a threat to democracy and we can defeat them. <laughs> well, and that's what they're doing. And then I hear we, we're running another spot today. We're if calling Dr. Oz garbage. Uh, bringing well, our garbage in from garbage. New Jersey. <laughs> I've been called garbage. I've been garbage, called yes. dishonest and uh, <laughs> Liar. Well, trash. Tra- no, you haven't been Oh, no, trash. They, they called somebody I'm else. I'm trash and garbage. You're. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're refuse. <laughs> I'm and, refuse. And, and I'm just a liar. Yeah, you know, so this is this is the Democrat discourse. You know, we're, we're, we're all for inclusion. We it want everybody to be happy. a Republican who called me a liar, <laughs> to be clear. And it was a Democrat who called me garbage. <laughs> uh, or independent, <laughs> one or the other. One or the other, right. So. Oh, well, I just think yeah, this we, is uh, a. This is a very poor excuse, and then to have Joe Biden unctuously on television saying these people are a threat to our Republican democracy. Well, they they have a an ad. It, it has to air this hour. I would assume so because um, it seems to run every hour. Where Oz is uh, stammering over. Yep, it's coming up. Sitting. I mean, at, during the nine a.m. hour, over whether or not there was a magic pill. Yes, right. yes. I thought. I'm surprised they didn't. Sounded use like Fetterman there for a minute. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't use that as part of the stroke. Uh, counter that you know, Oz yeah, can't speak been a good succinctly one. either. Right. So, <laughs> and he hadn't had a stroke. All right. Well, we're talking politics as we often do, but it is an open phones day. So, if you have something you'd like to say or talk about on the radio, give us a buzz. With certain exceptions. Well, you can't say the seven <laughs> deadly words. All right. Although people say one of them all the time now. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. You can email us at on the mark at wkok.com, and you can. Text Text us at 70236. Eric is standing by patiently while Joe and I harass each other. You're on the mark, sir. Go right ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Sorry I've been out of uh, touch out of the state visiting relatives. Haven't been able to uh, comment too much. No, um, we enjoyed but it. But I have been watching the race. Excuse me? When I was making a joke. We enjoyed your absence, but that is a false statement. So, uh, you're not a real well, pencil, real you know, Pennsylvanian. You know, such, such words out of your mouth. I don't know. Uh, a real lifelong. You, you, are you sitting closer now? Since COVID, are you sitting closer to Joe again? Is that what's going on? A real lifelong yeah. Pennsylvanian wouldn't leave the state to visit relatives. He's a carpetbagger. Well, carpet yeah, uh, carpet you're bagger. right. Yeah, I'm sure you never leave to, to go visit relatives. Uh, but uh, and the. Um, Joe, the um, commercial you're talking about is uh, where, and it's not, I don't think it's even put forth by Fetterman, it's put forth by, you know, one of those, you know, let's elect Democrats is 
we know what to do with out-of-state garbage. That's that's what the actual quote is. It's been on for for a week or two. So so interesting. Uh, um, look at and the that polls. certainly advances um, the I discourse. Do call in. Excuse me. I said that certainly advances the discourse. It's respectful and polite. again, I don't think it's even a Fetterman ad. It's just one of those general ads, which you know take take with a grain of salt. Um, so um, Fetterman and Oz are now separated by one point or less. Uh, it's interesting that Fox News is reporting that Fetterman's still ahead by a point. Other ones I've seen, um, basically a dead heat. Some say one way, some one or the other. So it appears that um, the the appearance of Mr. Fetterman on the debates is not hurting him as much as I was concerned it would. Um, but there was a very interesting article from the uh, or from the uh, yeah National the Philadelphia Inquirer, not the National Inquirer, about the race, and they're basically calling it a dead heat. But something I wanted to bring up because I think it's going to come up next week, and I want to go on the record today, Thursday, uh, ahead of the election. So when we talk about it uh, on Wednesday or Thursday next week, uh, we've had this on the record before. What's going to happen is probably going to happen. And this is from the um, this is from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Um, Betterman has an advantage among people who said they returned mail ballots who plan to vote early. That group makes up one quarter of those surveyed. Sixteen percent of mail voters said they were backing Betterman, compared to just twenty-five for Oz. So about three to one. Oz has more support among election day voters: fifty-two percent versus forty-one percent. Uh, so what they're saying is, because in Pennsylvania you cannot count, you cannot count ballots ahead of time, right? So uh, the, all those mail-in mail ballots going to have to be open and read and tallied, you know, just like it was during the presidential election. Um, <clears throat> it, it looks like, according to this survey, that um, Oz will be leading at the end of the night once all the electronic ballots are counted. But the true winner will then be known a day or two later once Pennsylvania counts all the mail-in ballots. So, and I believe Fetterman will win. I believe that as in the last election, he'll appear to be losing uh, with the electronic count. And then once all the mail-in ballots are counted, as in presidential election, he will win. But I want to go on the record now to say this is likely going to happen. So we don't have all the people saying, oh, yeah, it was robbed and all those things. Because, Joe, you have, you have insinuated that at different times, that we've had elections stolen. Have you not? I've not insinuated. I've quoted a book called Deliver the Vote, which is about historical election stealing here in the United States of America, sometimes in Pennsylvania, sometimes in other states. It happens. It does happen. Okay, but but I think you insinuated a couple weeks ago about something in Northumberland County about the veracity of some of their votes in Northumberland County. Was there an actual... No, I never never county where votes were 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 never, stolen. Never said anything like that. You must have been thinking to somebody else. No, I never said anything no, about anybody stealing. You some. Mark said something. You insinuated something, and I didn't call you on it because I wasn't sure that maybe something didn't happen where there were some you know misplaced ballots or something in Northumberland County. I'm not but aware anyway, of that. I don't know um, anything about that. Well, my my point point is, uh, as a rational person, and if Mister Mister Oz wins, Mister Oz wins, and and there's a you know fifty percent chance he does win. But what I want to go on record now and saying is, if he is leading at the end of the night, and we have then count the uh, mail-in ballots, Mr. Fetterman does win. It, it, it's a legitimate election. I want to say that ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, of we get all these people right. saying it, it was stolen. No, 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 no. Would Eric, you agree to that? Sorry, Would no. you agree to that, gentlemen? At this it, point, it, the election isn't stolen if the Republican wins. Sorry, that's not how. That's not how no, the false. That's, that's what I'm, no, I'm saying that right now because I believe I, I believe truly in the in the veracity of our of our uh, process. 
But what I want Joe to go on the record to say is if Mr. Fetterman wins, uh, even though he might be losing at the end of the night, that he believes in the veracity of our election system and that he will also say it was not stolen. Well, are you aware you've been out of state? You've been carpetbagging somewhere. Uh, but are you <laughs> aware of the Joe, Supreme Joe, Court decision? Joe, I, I take that. I take umbrage with that because what I was umbrage. doing, I was out with my relative Put when he was being umbrella, ordained right. as a minister I'm, being part of that ceremony. I'm only kidding you, oh, I'm going to take a little umbrage with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be upfront and and honest with you on a very important topic. And you're kind of going off left field, but go ahead. <laughs> the umbra- umbralization is unnecessary. <laughs> right. He's just it's kidding. Just a Come joke. on now. <laughs> Lighten up. <laughs> well, and well, anyway, I like up, and unfortunately, your, the people, what you say, people then call in and attack. And they, right. Here, they are you aware? You they, they, they don't, they my don't point understand was, our Eric, humor, Earth to Eric, you're, you're, you're not hearing me. What I was trying to say to you before you took umbrage at what I did say is that if yeah. you've been out of state, you may not be aware of the Pennsylvania Supreme Court decisions where they have... No, order- I am aware of that. I am aware of that, that if the, the, uh, the, they're going to be thrown out. That, that makes it even no, more likely that's not, that... that's not that what the decision was, Eric. That's not what the decision was. The Supreme Court of Pennsylvania unanimously ruled that any of the ballots that come in that aren't dated and signed on the front as required, that they be segregated and not counted pending outcome of other litigation. They split three to three, so there was no decision on whether or not the law violates the federal law that says that inconsequential matters shouldn't keep somebody's vote from being counted. All right, and Eric, we got to move on, so we'll let you wrap up. Well, but what, what you said is true. They're being separated, so they're not going to be initially counted. Not initially. No, right. but they will be eventually, and and the decision in the courts will have to be made before and the whole election is, uh, what, what do they say, officiated and or sealed? My time sealed. is up, but I will say that there's only one carpetbagger we're talking about, and it's not me. <laughs> not yet. It's Mr. Oz. So thank you for bringing that up, Joe. It's thank Dr. you for reminding me it's about Dr. that. Oz. I appreciate it. It's Dr. Oz. It's Dr. Oz. Yeah, you like thank that. You. Okay. Thank you, Eric. All right, 1-800-795-9565. we got one call coming in and another one standing by. We'll take a quickie break. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Umbridge. Umbridge. What's it mean? Well, it means annoyance. peak or annoyance at some perceived slight, or it peak. also means shady branches in a tree. Oh. <laughs> Two meanings. Yeah. Wow. That's like English the shade is, from a tree is umbridge. That's, it's uh, hard for people to understand English because of things like that. <laughs> I, when I look for a parking space, I always try to park uh, in the umbridge. umbridge. Right. Very oh, good. Okay. As However, the birds may deposit something on your car, <laughs> which <laughs> would cause you to take umbrage at the birds. <laughs> <laughs> well said. All right, Dale, you're on the mark. Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, you hear Trump, you hear Biden, you know, democracy, the country's going bad and all like that. But 
I just think the walls are closing in on these elected officials. They decide to be profiteers and characters. So I think, you know, when their family members start getting kidnapped and stuff like that, then you're just watch. Ain't nothing going to happen to us. We're fine. I just say, you know, try to make a good day for yourself. That's all it's about. And their, and their day is going to be ruined. They, they made a bad day for themselves. How yeah. so? How have they made a bad day for themselves? They be, instead of being elected officials and being true leaders, they became characters and profiteers. That's, period. Well, uh, what are they profiting on? Uh, you've lost me. I don't understand what, how they're, they're profiting. They're leaders and, uh, you know, govern. Right. But they decided to be characters and be profiteers. They didn't do their job. So now the walls are closing in on every one of them. Clinton, Obama, Bush, all. And now they're all saying that bad things are coming. Nothing's come bad coming. We only been the United States only existed for two hundred and fifty years, so China's been around for two thousand five hundred years, so basically you know, the media's been telling you Russia's bad, China's bad, we're good, you know. I just think it's Another empire, umpire that failed, just like Germany. I mean, you know, Britain, Germany, they all failed. China's been around for 2,500 years. So I just think, you know, the NSA was helped created by China. So I think now that they they fit, realize their characters are profiteers, now now time has come. The NSA so, was created by China? Oh, yeah. That, that's that surprising. Exactly right. I'm surprised the to hear that. The technology was given from China. Mm-hmm. So, and, and then these... Uh, all this technology all came from China. I mean, you think that we, we I'm sorry, this, this technology, the real hard stuff is all from China. We might we might have did a couple of things, but China's been around for 2,500 years. Germany failed. They failed as an empire. Okay, they self-destructed. Well, and actually, we destructed them. We just did the destruction for them, actually. Yeah, Thank you, Dale. But the people were fine. The people all were right. fine. So just, you know, watch we gotcha. They're crumbling. Just watch yourself destruct. That's why they're all paranoid. Thank you, sir. Caught with a bag of good cookies. And they're characters too. I bet characters. Yeah, they got cake all over their face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're like avatars. They got bag of cookies and cake. They have avatars with cake in their face. Now there's something and a bag of cookies. How many likes can you get? Got a lot of sweet treats getting handed around here. All right, thank you, sir. Make a good day for yourself. We'll work. We're working on it. There you go. All right, thanks, Dave. Thank you, sir. Stan, you're on the mark. Wow. Uh, you know, I have a question for Eric. Uh, you know, he's, I, I, I didn't catch all his calls, so I can't say everything that he said. But I did catch the end where you were telling him, Joe, about the Supreme Court decision, or the state Supreme Court decision about, uh, well, I don't know exactly. It's mail-in not a decision ballots. because mail-in neither ballots. or. But, yeah, the mail-in ballots, they can't count them if they're not uh, signed and dated the way they're supposed to be. Uh, my question, Eric, is how many laws that are on the books are we supposed to violate to make the Democrats happy? That's all I want to know. Now, that's not why I called. Uh, Biden had his dis- another divisive speech last night, although he did away with the red imagery, red dark imagery that he did in his, back in September when he did that one. So it wasn't quite Hitler-esque as it was then. But, you know, every everything is a Republican's fault. He even tried to tie Pelosi's beating if you, you know, the breaking out there, Pelosi's, to January 6th. I'm sorry. It was committed by an illegal alien from Canada who seems to have radical left-leaning ties, but he was going to blame the Republicans. Sorry. Just doesn't wash. But he went on in that. I listened to the speech this morning. 
And, you know, democracy, democracy, democracy. Well, I'm sorry, this country is not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. The states are all given guaranteed a Republican form of uh, government. We use the democratic process to elect the representatives, yes. But we are not a democracy. Because, as I've said before, a democracy is two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for lunch. Who wins? It sure isn't the sheep. But we do have a lot of sheep on the Democrats. What if it's two sheep and a wolf? I think the wolf still wins. Okay. I think so too. Yeah, that, yeah I that's did, what, you know. At least one of the sheep don't make it out alive. That's a better so, Republican you know, illustration. Yeah, that's like the old uh, joke about the bear. Two guys hunting, and the bear starts chasing them, and the guy says, "I don't have to outrun the bear; I just have to outrun you." That's right. Yeah, shoot the guy in the knee and run. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that sounds like now, yeah, that's the worst one. one. <laughs> He, he Biden went on to say that I don't know he was what he was talking about lives in, in America and stuff and it says every life is sacred except for the ones that the Democrats want to kill in the womb of the of the pregnant mother they're not so sacred are they well you could make that argument well the mother's life is important to that she gets to choose what happens with her body so her oh, life is important oh, okay but that that baby is a separate individual separate human. So, I'm sorry, if I kill a human that's not in a mother's womb, I will be arrested for murder. And if I'm in a car accident or cause a, a vehicle accident and the mother, a pregnant mother dies, I would be charged with two deaths. So, we can't have it both ways, can we? Nope, I think well, you have apparently to, we can't. We have to pick. <laughs> I, I know, we sure try. But, you know, and the other thing that he was talking about was voter suppression. And then he went on to say, but we're having record voter turnout in the state so far with the early voting, which is a whole other issue that needs to be take, gotten rid of. But that's neither here nor there. So you, you have voter suppression with record turnout. How's that work? Well, I think, what happened is people, I think what happened is people realized that their vote was trying to be oppressed, and oh. so they've overcome it. They made sure oh, that so, they got so made, stayed compliance with the deadlines and got their votes in, got all their birth certificates and stuff <laughs> so lined up. So in other up words, in it wasn't impossible bills. for them to vote. It wasn't so, no, it was not it was, impossible, it wasn't so right. horrible that they couldn't accomplish right. it. It was just made more difficult. Oh, I see. So, so there is no voter suppression. I see. Well, there's suppression, but it's now. not working. We can, we, we're going to spread the big it. lie that there's voter suppression when there is none. No. Is that how we're going to go with this? Because <laughs> no, that's, that's what Biden was all about in his speech. The big lie, the big lie, the big lie. <laughs> it's the other big lie. <laughs> you have to call it the other oh, big lie. Oh, the other big lie. And as far as people not accepting the outcome of the elections, uh, one of his stalwarts in his party, Ms. Stacey Abrams from Georgia, still hasn't accepted because she didn't win the governorship back in, what was it, 2018? Yeah, she's losing badly in the polls now. I wonder if she'll accept defeat this time. So why is right. that and offensive? But if President Trump says the election was stolen, hey, they're both that's offensive. Okay. They're both offensive. Oh, oh, it's only it's only Trump. I understand. Hillary still <laughs> says that say Trump that. was illegitimately that wasn't elected the with the help of the Russians, right? That wasn't the question. The question was, if she says that the election was stolen or somehow wrong and won't accept it, that's bad. But if President Trump says it, that's good. Why is that, Stan? I didn't say I didn't say he did or didn't reverse okay, that. Okay, that's I'm, I'm, but I'm talking about mm-hmm. what Biden said, Mark, not what I said. I'm talking about what Biden said because he got out there in a twenty-some minute speech last night, dividing the country once again. Oh man, with his divisive rhetoric. <laughs> I don't think he divided. You know, so us. I don't want to hear what I have to say because what I have to say doesn't really matter. But what the president of the United States, because he is the president of the United States, he was installed. 
on January 20th, 2021, okay? He is the president. I understand that. Now, whether he got there fully legitimately, I will not confirm or deny that, okay? <laughs> you know, because I have, I have my feelings on it, and you know those feelings. But I can't prove it either way. Just like they can't prove that it wasn't. We're just glad you're in touch with your So feelings. in the event we can't prove anything, don't we have an obligation to just accept what's in front of us? Well, when, when there's when there's a, when there seems to be a lot of hinky stuff going on, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, but hinky, okay, pinky. we'll accept that Biden is president. And the Democrats are completely in control right now, correct? Right, absolutely. And they're respond one hundred percent responsible for all the crap that's going on right now. Amen. The shortage of fuel oil and high inflation—that's all on the Democrats. Pretty much, I agree. I'll yeah, none that. of it's holding. I'll accept that. Pretty much. Yeah, that's why your so, next president won't be Joe Biden. Well, he's too busy talking to dead people. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> how can I run for office? Dead people and dividing the country. Yep, mm-hmm. you know that's 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 what he's doing. So, you all have a great day. I spoke I to to, call, I spoke then. to Tom Edison last night, and I would told him how really happy we were with the light bulb. Yeah, <laughs> and but you're replacing. He said you're replacing them with these damn LEDs. I know he doesn't really like LEDs, things. but he does like the light bulb. So he does. He especially hates the lights that have a warm up period. Right. Why his vacuum tungsten bulb was perfect. It illuminated right away. Amen. <laughs> All right. What else would Edison say if he were here today? Well, he'd probably steal something from Why somebody. is everything on AC? <laughs> you should have made everything DC. Well, he tried. Mm-hmm. He tried, but he failed. Nikola Tesla won that battle, mm-hmm. as he should have. Of course, what, what Edison did was kind of despicable. He ran ads uh, and electrocuted a cow to show how dangerous AC was. Mm. And then, when, of course, when they started having the electric chair, he really started plugging away at how dangerous elect- AC alternating current was. At least he was plugged into that, right? so to speak. Literally. <laughs> All right. Those are our current events on WKOK. We thank you so much for participating in our Tesla Westinghouse and Edison conversation. Did you mention George Westinghouse? <laughs> well, he's involved in the fray. Right. The he's one of those characters. He's generated a lot of controversy, too. Right. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Matt Sturgeo's directly across from me. Fine local Republican, natural-born listener, conservative, but moderate in some of his views and is a thoughtful considerer of all the good ideas that people bring uh, to our program today. He's been re-elected mayor over and over. He's been elected leader. He's uh, almost a uh, Nobel Prize winning quality COO of our corporation. He's in charge of global tsunami response. No, volcanoes. Remember, oh, I switched. Geez, I'm sorry. I keep getting the wrong natural disaster. I know. <laughs> that's a disaster. Okay, so that's Mr. Joe McGranahan. in charge of anything like that would be a disaster. But despite all those important topics, his favorite title is when Chris calls in and calls him 
garbage. Right. There you know, that's not his favorite. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com or text us at 70236. Always include the keyword OTM. On the Market is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Yeah, we talked a little bit about uh, politics in our first segment. President Biden, uniter-in-chief, was at the microphone again last you night. You mean uniter-in-chief? Uh, he was at the the uniter in chief was back. This at the, uniter in chief. He was at the microphone uh, once again, making sure that Republicans know that they're garbage and that everybody else is wonderful. So, uh, but uh, you know, strangely, his speech didn't work. Uh, people felt more divided afterward. No, well, that was his intent. Strange, and then right. Hillary, we're all a basket <laughs> of deplorables. Right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com. dot com. We do have some very brief news headlines here. We also have some emails, so we'll read those on the radio shortly. Fire destroyed a Montour County home near Mooresburg Wednesday night, and an alleged arsonist was taken into custody. Who that is not known yet. The blaze started around five p.m. at a home at thirteen. And H Avenue near Narrowhood Road in Montour County. Fire Marshal was at the scene, and the Press Enterprise says the state police handled it as a crime scene. There were spikes in the number of COVID 19 cases statewide and locally. State Department of Health said there were 17,000 new cases of COVID 19 reported in the last week. That's about 8,200 more than the previous week. Local numbers were up as well 248 new cases since last Wednesday. That's 100 more more or so than the week before hospitalizations around here up slightly at Geisinger, down slightly at Evangelical Community Hospital. State Department of State says that counties have been working to make sure there are enough poll workers on Election Day. Acting Secretary of State Lee Chapman says the historical shortage of poll workers in Pennsylvania has been exacerbated by the coronavirus pandemic. But Chapman says the Department of State has helped counties with poll worker recruitment. We posted on our website a poll worker recruitment form. We participated in Help America Vote Day in Pennsylvania, and we've recruited over 9,000 poll workers just through that website. Chapman says a total of 45,000 poll workers are needed to fully staff the state's 9,100 polling places. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And imagine the federal government trying to intervene into your personal life. Federal government is interested in regulating spying on employees. The so-called bossware that companies or individuals place on computers so they can randomly screenshot a worker's laptop, record their faces, and voices, etc., or track their location without them knowing. Federal government says that's an invasion of privacy. So, no yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Taking a picture of you in your bedroom—that's a strange thing. You'd think it would be permissible. All right, and you would think. And finally, for all the attention last week's debate between John Fetterman and Mamet Oz received, the race appears to be virtually unchanged and extremely close in its aftermath. Well, how can it be both? Anyway, Philadelphia Inquirer reporting today that separate polls from Monmouth University Polling Institute and Muhlenberg University released this week indicate the race is essentially tied with six days to go. The Monmouth poll found that 48% of voters favored Fetterman and 44% favored us, but that's within the margin of error. A Muhlenberg poll had them both at 47%, but their margin of error is 6 
six percentage points. Why would a margin of error be so large? Well, they probably have some inherent inf- uh, problems with their polling. Okay. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, we think it's forty. It's either forty-seven percent, six percent. I wouldn't even put that poll out. <laughs> right, but it did show them tied. So that's something no other poll has shown yet. But despite all of that, it does show a slight increase in the number of independents and other individuals who say they support Oz. So it's funny how this is the inquiry, and I think they have a left lean in the article. It says you know the polls are unchanged, but. If you read the article, almost everyone is a little better for Oz. Every demographic and every slight and every everything. So I think it's safe to say, I think a more accurate headline would be there's a slight increase in the numbers for Oz after the debate. Well, there's a great story in today's Penn Live written by John Baer, and he's talking about the Oz-Fetterman race. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but part of it is very interesting. He says, crazy, I know, but I know many Democrats wish Connor Lamb was their candidate, and many Republicans wish theirs was Dave McCormick. <laughs> but here's the thing. Even if that were the case, even if Lamb and McCormick, runners-up in the spring primaries, were the candidates... The nature of modern American politics in close, high-stakes races would have chewed away at them as it has at Fetterman and Oz, because the whole big campaign process, from unending spending on truth-bending ads to unlimited dark money to vile assertions on social media, is designed to degrade rather than inform or, heaven forbid, inspire. Our Senate race is a poster child for campaign reform. <laughs> That's John Barron. He hit it right on the head. Yeah, the fact that we have from Penn Live. You can just lie in an ad the way they're lying, mostly about uh, Well, this Democratic Oz. ad that says uh, that Oz was killing dogs, and <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, them's fighting words. Yeah. All right. Jim from Ashland, PA, thank you for calling <clears throat> in. Good morning. Um, first of all, I did want to say, if you're undecided between Oz and Fetterman, you should sit this election out. You're obviously not smart enough to uh, vote in my opinion. But I wanted to talk about uh, last night I attended a, uh, a meet and greet with Dan Muser at the Americas. Beautiful building they have there, by the way, uh, in Sunbury. And uh, it was interesting. Myself and a couple other people sitting at a table, uh, he came over to talk to us. Um, and uh, he was asked some hard questions, and he answered them truth well. What I, you know, as truthfully as a politician can. Um, <laughs> you, and, you listening, uh, Joe? <laughs> huh? I'm asking Joe if he's listening. Technically, he's a politician because he runs for elected office. He's mayor of Shimoka. Well, I was hoping to see him last night and shake his hand oh, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, and and because uh, I'm, I'm I'm sure it's a quite a pain in the butt to work with you, but no, I'm. <laughs> but wow. Uh, he looks genuinely and, aghast. I take umbrage. Yeah. He takes umbrage. <laughs> okay, well, you're allowed to. This is America. I'm allowed to have my opinion. But anyway, um, it was it was quite interesting. There was a good crowd, and um, those kind of things, uh, it makes you wonder if, uh, if they advertise that on your station or anywhere, uh, or if it was just put out by the Republican Party of, of uh, Northumberland County. But they did a beautiful job on the food and everything. Um, the venue was wonderful. He had some um, interesting. He had an interesting story. Deb Betts, who runs the county, and uh, him were able to rescue a child from Haiti, which is something our news media is not talking about. Are you, are you aware that's being run by gangs? 
what what's being run by gangs? Haiti. Haiti. Evidently, it's it's a lawless country. Well, that goes back kinda, to that goes back to Papa Doc Duvalier and the Tonton Macoute. I guess. <laughs> and I guess so. Doing a uh, a military style and uh, <clears throat> um, intervention like we did in Lebanon in fifty or the the uh, Dominican Republic in fifty six, I think it was. I wasn't alive then, but um, was is out of the question because then you'd be there forever, right? Well, they were pretty bad people, and then there was Baby Doc Duvalier. I mean, it's been an unstable yeah. country for a long time. Right, right. So, what did you guys think of the articles yesterday on Ryan Mock and Joanne Stir? What articles? What articles? Oh, oh I'm sorry. It appeared in the Potts Republican Herald. <laughs> I'm sorry. We don't read the Potts Republican. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, sorry. it was also in the it's Daily Item, which is, I guess, the Mount Carmel. I think that's the name. The Mount Carmel. Who owns the Republican now? No, the Daily Item is the Sunbury newspaper. Oh, well, did, wasn't there an article yesterday about Mock and mm. Joanne Stern? I would not say. I, I scanned the one. front page and the front page of the local section. I did not see them. They oh, have run well, some good articles in the past about other topics, though, related to the well, election. I thought it was a, a fair article and uh, wow. well written. Yeah. What do you mean, wow? And I mean, liberal the media. <laughs> they, well, but, but the, the Philadelphia Inquirer is a liberal newspaper, by the way. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, the article I, I think has a left lean, and it's pretty obvious. But to me, but I'm sensitive to yeah. that. Well, yeah. I mean, I wish more people. You know, America would be a much better place if we all increased our discernment. You know, oh, uh, that's the word, word of the day. Discernment. We already know? have a word of the day. We'll have to wait, save that for tomorrow. Okay. Umbridge. You guys have a great day. Good oh, talk. you too. Yeah, well, that Bye. shut him up. Okay, 1 800 795 9565. We're going to take a break here in a moment. 1 800 795 9565. Joe read a, a good short article from Penn Live about uh, John Bear being very concerned that uh, we just are doing the name, we're just sinking into this abyss and. Uh, Fomenting a civil war is what one of some people are saying about the U.S. in general, not specifically Pennsylvania or the Dr. Oz race, but it's sharply divided opinions uh, for sure. And uh, ads that, uh, well, really, some of them are, I wouldn't even call them a half truth, just plain untruthful things. 1 800 795 9565. What's your view on this topic? You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Last week at 9 15 on Friday, we talked to Joanne Stair, the Republican candidate for office in the 107th district tomorrow, and the Democratic candidate will call in Ryan Mock, and he's on the ballot in Northumberland, well, Northumberland and Schuylkill County in that particular slot. So we'll hear from him tomorrow. Also, tomorrow's Financial Friday, and I believe John Shipman will be the co-host, and the chamber will be here. I believe the focus is going to be child care and the impact that the lack of available workers and the long waiting lists of child care facilities, uh, the economic impact. Of course, Art Thomas, expert on that, on one of the statewide boards trying to attack that issue. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. In the meantime, open phones. Mark Lawrence here, Joe McGranahan there. Rob Sanders is on the other side of the glass. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. 
There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We're enjoying open phones. We'd love to hear from you. Upper right-hand corner, This is interesting. This is the first time we've had Dr. Oz's religion mentioned either on the air or in an interview or a a text or an email. One or two sentences in the past. It says, I'm surprised at how woke and accepting so many of your listeners are who will vote for a Muslim, Mehmet Oz, for the Senate. There's no judgment there, so I can't really tell whether this person... Well, they're, they're just surprised. Down. You know, why would Republicans vote for a Muslim? But they didn't. Nobody brought it up in the primary, and nobody's bringing it up now. I think he called himself a secular Muslim. Well, you know, in a talk I had with uh, Congressman Keller a while back, when he told, was talking about his support of uh, of Dr. Oz, he mentioned that he had had a talk with him about religious issues, mm-hmm. and that Dr. Oz was raising his children as Christians, even though he maintained okay. his own Muslim uh, religion. So. You know, I don't think it's an issue, to be honest with you. One of our listeners says that Dr. Oz does not believe in Sharia law. Okay, well, that's so good what, to know. <laughs> what does that mean exactly? Well, that means he's not in favor of stoning women for not wearing proper dress out in the street. Oh, okay. So. Well, that's that's pretty sound policy yeah, in the I U.S. today. So. We, we don't want to stone the women who are... <laughs> All right, so thank you for that email. Next All time. Right. Oh, well, let's, let's see, we have some texts here. Oh, oh you want to do those? Okay, go ahead. Um, let's see. A corollary to Eric's prognostication is Oz will win the election until Fetterman takes the lead when the segregated illegitimate ballots are counted... <laughs> The illegitimate ballots. Yeah, that's what Joanne Stair said last week. They found some more illegitimate ballots in Harrisburg, which that's a false statement, folks. And then someone who wants to come back at Stan says another lie from Stan. He said there's a shortage of fuel oil. Lie. It's just getting more expensive. Mm, I think they talked there about is a New England running oil. out. Yeah, there is. So. I think, anyway. I don't follow that super-duper closely. Well, President, we can thank President Biden for all of these wonderful things that we have had happening. I was watching a debate uh, between uh, candidates for, I think, governor in Vermont. One of the candidates was attacked. He's a, re- a brigadier general, retired. I may have I may have the state wrong. Mm-hmm. But he was talking about, uh, he, and he said, quite frankly, in the debate, are you better off now than you were two years ago, which is a pretty standard line. Stop and think about it. Are you better off now than you were two years ago? <laughs> well, I'm not isolating at home and wearing a mask all the time. And I, But you are paying a hell of a lot more for, for almost everything. everything you buy. 
Then I saw this morning that uh, soft drinks, I forget whether it was Pepsi or Coke, that their costs are up 13%, but their profits up 26%. Well, and it's the same with the oil companies. You know, they're make, uh, you know, President Biden has a point. There's a difference between raising prices because of market fluctuations and, and gouging. You know, we're being gouged. Well, we're being gouged at the grocery store. You know, and, and uh, I told you before that I'd watched one of the CNBC. Yes, it has a liberal lean. There's no argument about that. But their commentators were saying that they know for a fact that in some of these companies, they're saying, well, let's raise the price again another 12%, even though we've resolved the supply chain issue, even though we've learned to adjust to the lack of workers, uh, we're still going to raise it 12% because consumers seem to be absorbing it, you know, well, so we're, me, gonna, we're going to gouge because we can. Let me put it to you this way. I've ran businesses, now admittedly only radio stations, for 40, 50 years of my life. So if I had a point where I, you know, my market share dictated that I could raise my prices and that I had equipment and things I knew were going to come down the road in the future that I wanted to be prepared for, is it wrong to position your business now by charging a little bit more today than you actually need so that in the future you can sustain the changes and the additions that you'll need to do to make your business competitive? You know, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, you're just gouging me, but the question becomes comes, what are they doing with the money? Now, some cases, if they're buying back their stock and things like that, I agree. Becoming glongzillionaires. Right. If that's all they're doing. And if they're padding their executives' pockets, then I would agree with you. But if what they are doing is being responsible stewards of their business and, and saving up for a rainy day, then I don't fault them for that. Well, but I think even that, what is the purpose of a glongzillionaire business person but to make more glongs? And so I think it's what you do. So I, I I, I don't. Uh, you so know, you're I'm, saying I'm it's sure. just money for the sake of money, right? It's it's our own dumb fault. We're the ones who, who do all the buying. All the millionaire does, or this glongzillionaire gouger, all he does is offer the price. If you feel so offended by being gouged. Don't buy whatever it is. But look at what people are doing. You know, they raised, we had two callers yesterday said, we need to bring back American jobs, which is what Donald Trump, ironically, was trying to do, bring back manufacturing here to this country. But who drove the manufacturers out of this country? The consumers who wanted to pay cheap, less cheap, for the, cheap. right, who, who were buying less. on price. You know, so they, I had a friend of mine who said he always was willing to spend more to buy American made. But not everybody's willing to do that. Yeah, there's a funny cartoon. I, I, forget, I forget where I saw it one time. It shows two shoppers at a, Wal- at a Walmart, and, and it, they're complaining at the front side. Yeah, it's terrible that everything's in China right now. Oh, did you see that they have six packs of soda for $2 a six-pack right now? You know, because everything's made in China. What's, what astounded me soda. is somebody who grew up in the 60s is I, when I pick up clothing at a department store, and it says, Made in Vietnam. We were told the world was going to come to an end if the Chinese, if the Vietnamese communists ever won. Now we're buying clothes from them. Well, they still have people, <laughs> so they're still working. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We got a caller standing by. Let's read the first couple paragraphs of this before we take the What's caller. What's the point? Pennsylvania Symphony Orchestra paid fifteen thousand dollars to take two. Well, it has to do with bribing your state lawmaker. All right. In the waning days of summer, the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra embarked on a whirlwind nine-city European tour. 
its first international journey since the start of the pandemic. The orchestra traveled to Germany, Slovenia, and Austria, where it closed the world-renowned Salzburg Festival. It was the only American orchestra to perform there this year, and tickets to the event were exceedingly hard to come by, <laughs> but not for a duo of Pennsylvania lawmakers. State Senate President Pro Tem Jake Corman, a Republican of Center County, and State Representative Rob Mercury, a Republican of Pine. Pine? That's not a county. Borough of Pine. Borough of Pine must be. Oh, it doesn't have to be Along with their spouses, were in the audience the day in Salzburg as the orchestra played Beethoven to thunderous applause. They also spent several days in Essen, Germany, where the orchestra performed works by Mailer, Ligeti, and Beethoven. Well, this is ridiculous. What's the point? <laughs> the point is that the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra needs money from Harrisburg, and so they pay for Jake Corman's trip. I tickets. see. Well, at least Jake Corman is a music lover. <laughs> right. But we know the lawmakers are on the take. Just go to the Penn State lawmaker section. We know their characters. All right. Uh, Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, in my observation on this big division we have right now, it all happened, especially after... Trump was inaugurated into office. They, the left wing never thought Trump would get in, and they, therefore they kept their real hate underneath. But once he got inaugurated, all the hate come forth from your, all your media people, most of your media, and Hollywood. They all left it all out on their hate. That, well, I call it hate gate on Trump. Nothing was off limits. They had a severed head of Trump holding up with blood dripping out. And well, that was one individual one, did that. That was a little over yep, the top. And, but that was okay by the media. It was showed all over. They loved it because it's it's wonderful to hate Trump. This is what. We're still in that mood. Hate Trump. The only president for a long time that tried to bring our representative republic back to common sense and, as Joe said the other minute or two ago, bring jobs back to the United States. That wasn't a Democrat idea. That was Trump's idea. And they're just copycatting after what he started. No, I think Democrats started it, and Republic and Trump was copycatting it. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, bring, bring your jobs true. back to the you US. You know that that's not true. You know it, and I know it. <laughs> Why well, say it? That's a media lie. <laughs> it's they, an immediate you know, lie. And I, I and that's when the real outward hate started. What all your lefties started to say, get in their faces. When you see a Republican out, get in their faces. And that's what they did. And now they blame it on the, the Trumpers. That's, that is a big crocker. You know what? Well, I think the, the the nation's been divided for a couple of decades here. President Trump certainly didn't uh, uh, create the division. He just capitalized on it. He certainly contributed to it. It was certainly largely uh, his fault. Yes, I think Democrats, uh, well, I think Democrats were pretty uh, uh, wound up before Trump took office. And so I, I think it 
you know, the, his inauguration wasn't some pivot point where they suddenly changed. I, I think he certainly had a lot of pushback during the, the primaries and during the election, and then after he was elected, before he took office, I thought, boy, it's going to be a hard four years <laughs> the way he's getting uh, criticized now. But uh, yeah, but Trump, you know, it certainly contributed to it, capitalized on it, fomented it, but it's been, we've he been did. pulling farther and farther apart for a long time. That's turning everything on a head. He didn't ferment it. He brought out a hate word that was there. He, just because he was a great president, did a good job. They couldn't handle someone that was going to bring our country back. And he was going to bring it back from the doldrums of of where we were heading and sending all our jobs overseas. And and uh, the lack of freedom here <laughs> you remember president obama investigated conservatives by the oodles through the irs we didn't and we didn't have any of that under trump and uh, some of the conservatives won their cases some of them just took it on the chin and that was all fermented by a democrat and obviously, if you really think it through, it was Trump that was for freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of everything. And it's the Democrats that want to control your life. You really think they that's true? Pardon? You really think that's true? Yep, I sure do. Whoa. It's obvious by watching the... Okay. What goes on? Well, that's sad. It's a shame you don't see the world for what it really is, but uh, that's our nature to not what see things really? accurately. Well, I think we have. What is reality then? <laughs> well, you tell me. Well, the reality if is. What that... I said was full of malarkey. You tell me where I'm wrong. I think the political divisions in the U.S. have been raised up and encouraged and participated in by all sides. It isn't just Democrats. Democrats love this country, too. They would probably love for this to end, as for Republicans would love for the division to end, I should clarify. And it isn't just, you know, Trump may have been a victim of over-hypification, but Amen. He, he did not. Was he ever? But, well, he also he, contributed he, to it. <laughs> Remember, that we remember all of his remarks. Trump simply said the way it was, and most a lot of us out here in God's country appreciated the way Trump stood up and didn't take it anymore. And what did it get him? Yeah, Yeah, what did it get him? Now, in two years, our country's so so much worse off. Even even if Trump would run and win, it'll it'll take him four years to get us halfway back to where we were before <laughs> before Biden got in. Well, so then, what are we gonna do? Well, he could resume with his plan to put Don Jr. in, and then I, then the daughter. <laughs> you see, that's is why I don't why I can't rely on politics to solve problems. They never will. Things will always keep getting worse. I pretty much gave up on the idea that America will ever come back to greatness. I had a glimmer of hope under Trump. 
But now we're going backwards so fast. I said this before, it'll make Joe grin like a pig going up a slippery ramp going backwards is where we're at. We're just going backwards faster. And it don't have to be like this. It don't have to be. Art, as President Biden said, he said, he should have said, the representative republic is at stake. Third in this election, more so in the presidential election two years ago, but it's still at stake in this election. And I really I have no idea how it'll come out, but it is at stake yet. And, but I don't see us pulling out of this, out of the mess we're in, in a hurry. I think they, All right, it's deliberate. You. It's deliberately done. And How many fingers is that, Joe? Eight. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, Dan, we got to hit the road, but thank you, thank sir, you, for calling in. Much always appreciate your viewpoints. Thank you, sir. Oh, Tom doesn't yep, appreciate. you have a great one. All right, see you. Tom doesn't appreciate Dan's viewpoint. He says Dan is delusional. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not and saying. Tom knows delusion when he sees it. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> got to get the little diss in there, don't we? Yeah, All he right. gets them into me. Tom gives as good as he gets. Folks, you may participate. 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Upper right-hand corner. All right. Hurry up. Trump redefined the philosophy, the philosophy of the Republicans. He reopened the racial discrimination doors and uncovered the true colors of people who hate just about anything in this country. He did that, not left. Right, he made it okay to hate again. That's right. That was Donald Trump's entire thing. Let's bring hatred back to America. No, that was just one of his many flaws. Oh, it see. wasn't the entire thing. And then, Mark, you laugh when Dan says Trump was for freedom of speech and religion. When is Democratic government colluding with... Uh, what? When it's Democratic government colluding with big tech to suppress free speech. I think President Trump was big on free speech. I remember he didn't want the NFL players to kneel, you know, so these are private individuals doing something at a private Kneeling event. isn't speech. Okay. Well, I think it's a version of speech, don't you think? A nope. protest? No. Nope. Speech okay. is speech. Look up speech in the dictionary. Well, he it doesn't wanted, say he people who suppress, kneel. Or <laughs> he wanted to suppress free kneeling, okay? Are you All happy right. now? Okay. I'm now, now we've at least arrived at a conclusion. David from Bloomsburg, PA, thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good. All right, and you? Uh, election day is on its way. Yep. Big red wave is forming. The tsunami. <laughs> um, talking about politics. In Pennsylvania, we'll start with Josh Shapiro and John Fetterman have ruined Pennsylvania the last couple of years. Inflation has run through the roof. Crime is at an all-time high in PA, and they haven't done anything positive about it. Fetterman on the Board of Parole and Probation has helped push the release of 8,100 parolees up that are now absconders. They can't find them. They're unavailable. And crime, in any time you open up the paper, especially in the larger cities down south, is through the roof. Josh Shapiro, he's the attorney general. He's the chief law enforcement officer. He goes along with this. His aides are giving out, are accepting plea deals at sentencing for minimum sentences. There's no disenfranchisement for criminals when they commit the crimes because the punishments are so low. And when it comes to national politics, Paul Pelosi's attacker, and I'm sorry about the man that he got, you know, brutally attacked, but. was 
an illegal here from Ca- from Can- Canada. Canadian, yeah, I couldn't spell it out. Canada. He was a Canadian. He's a Canadian. He had his arrest record. He should have been deported, but because of the liberal sanctuary politics of San Francisco, he wasn't. So, there's a saying, you reap what you sow. This is coming back not on normal Americans that aren't politicians or sports stars. It's coming back on them. Now, Barbara Boxer, five months ago, was brutally mugged, knocked down. People in New York City are getting pushed into the subways all over the place. There was just another incident. Guy was let out on uh, cashless bail, and he killed his wife. He went and got a gun and shot his children, or shot his wife in front of his children. The EMS lieutenant was stabbed to death. The TSA worker was beaten on the subway. She was beaten so much... He ran out of energy, and that's the only reason he stopped beating her. He just didn't smack her and knock her down. He brutally pummeled her. And that's and Democrats' that's the Democratic fault. Party. And when oh, you God. talk about the election deniers, Spooky. Hillary Clinton, just in her speech two days ago, said, Russia, Russia, Russia. That's why I didn't win. Stacey Abrams, running for governor down in Georgia, she still says she won in, in 2020. That's why you should vote for her, because I really did win. So why is it okay for liberal Democrats to deny things, and other people on the conservative side, when they question, are told they're lunatics? And the Pennsylvania Supreme Court finally had the wisdom to say, ballots that are not signed or improperly dated shall be put on the side and not counted on Election Day. And, of course, the Democrats are frantically trying to change that, and want them to be counted. Well, I'm sorry. It, no, I don't the think lottery, there's any the fight against that. Lottery yesterday. Well, there's no frantic fight, Democratic fight win. against that ruling. There's no Pardon? frantic Democratic fight against that ruling. I think everybody's accepting it, and the Secretary of State, who we'll say is probably a Democrat, although I don't know that for sure, uh, told everybody to segregate the ballots and do exactly what the court said. I think that's hardly a fight when you tell people to comply with the law. In fact, you could argue that that's compliance with the law. But two years ago, there was no compliance with the law. The mail-in ballot specifically said, mail-in ballots shall be signed and dated properly. And if not, they don't count. But two years ago, they did count. They should not have. And now, again, this year, in the tight race we have for Oz and Fetterman and Shapiro and Mastriano, they will not count. There are frantic posts from the liberals how they have to object to this. You know, And it's common sense. Finally, the judges on the Pennsylvania Supreme Court have gotten common sense. And then they put out the codices. Well, we're not sure if our decision violates the Federal Voting Rights Act. Yes, it does. If you are not properly there to vote with your ballot, it doesn't count. Just like if you show up at a voting place and they said, hey, I'd like to vote today. Well, what's your name? I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) you, Well, well, who are you? Well, that doesn't matter. Just give me a ballot. <laughs> no, it goes along the same line. I don't think now you're talking about that. the way the Democrats want the voting to take place. No, I don't think so. All right, thank you so much, David. Thank Thanks, you very David. much for Appreciate calling. Your call. there and vote Republican. Call us again, buddy. Take gotcha. care. All right, vote Democrat there. Right. Uh, upper right hand corner. Um, I don't know who was doing this. So I give Dan many thanks for having the fortitude to expound his perception on the state of politics by calling into the show, despite the background snickering. Were you snickering? I sure wasn't. I probably was. Uh, I, I, his... Joe and I snicker and scoff and and talk. 
talk to each uh, other well, off people, mic. Yeah, people do that to us, too. So. <laughs> I believe you me. Uh, not but st- it's an opinion show. That's our opinion. Right, it's opinions. And, well, I didn't get to finish that. what, oh, what our writer sorry. said. Got rid of that. I thought we were done with that. No, I, we stopped talking. He said something else there at the end. Go. All right. I, speaking, I agree with Dan. Okay. okay. I agree with many things Dan has to say. Yeah, and I agree with some things Dan has to say. <laughs> okay. But... Uh, I disagree with some others. All right, let's see. We have Suzanne from Shemokin. He wants to talk nope, about Mike, we do Mike not. from Bloomsburg. I'm sorry, Mike from there Bloomsburg you. is first. Go ahead, Mike. You're on the mark. Yeah, I actually called to uh, give Joe Biden credit for his speech last night. What? You did? Wow. No, you're not. Come hey, on. we're going to snicker at that one, buddy. But you were snickering quite a bit when Dan was talking, by the way. I, I picked that up, too. Thank but you. no, Joe, Joe Biden had a task to do, okay? He stayed on task. He put the message out that he wanted in a way that didn't seem too offensive. I don't think he alienated any uh, voters that were, you know, already, you know, not alienated. And that task was to go. The elections are going to be close, I think now. And he went after what I will characterize as the malleable middle. Okay, the people that haven't made up their minds yet, the ones that aren't real strong uh, conservatives and they're not real strong liberals, but they could be swayed with the idea that our democracy is in peril right now. Well, you know what? It's like everything else uh, Biden and the Democrats push. They say one thing, but their feet are walking in a different direction. The reality is. And, Mark, you can scoff all you want. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't I'm resist. Not scoffing, I'm I listening. couldn't resist. Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can scoff all you want, <laughs> but the reality is this. Our FBI, CIA, NSA, they worked hand-in-hand hand with the Democrats to destroy Trump and make sure that Biden was elected. They censored, and, and, and I'm not going to say they got in and did the censoring, but they had pressure and they had leverage over the social media com- uh, countries to, to uh, suppress Trump stuff and promote Democrats and, and hide the stuff they wanted hid. And, and, and again, I'm going to go back to January 6th, okay? And, and I, I'm telling you, you go back and look at the records. I said there's no way that the FBI didn't have uh, pre-knowledge that something was going to happen. And I'm pretty sure you probably snickered at, at me on that too, Mike. But then it came out, and, and, it all, and mostly it always comes out, but there's some stuff that ain't going to come out to voters ever, probably. But darn it, Biden did a job last night. He went after these people and scared the heck out of them that uh, don't have any strong feelings one way or another and can be convinced that what the Democrats are saying is true. And it's not. We're, we're, listen, the threat to democracy is the deep state that Trump always talked about, and that's why they had to pound him into the ground and get rid of him. And I'm thinking that Elon Musk, he might be next, you know, for deep state to go after him to and bury him. Scoff. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, you're the second person today to say that the Democratic Party has an influence on the social media companies. How is that, how is that leveraged? How do they work that? Well, it's my understanding that the social media companies, they have the ability to put stuff out on social media and they bear no responsibility for what's put out. Now, they may have some social responsibility, but you can't sue them. And that is a field day for them. Okay. And, I, and I, that's okay. But they also have the ability to censor what they want. And they want to keep that ability. And the people in charge, 
of our, the deep state and our entrenched bureaucracy that's mainly left-wing now, they hold the keys to that uh, ability. And they're afraid that it would be taken away. So they're going to do what the people that are that have control over them are going to do. It's, it's just, you know, it's just like anything else. If somebody has control over you, you're going to so do what they want. Republicans, if if they had their way, would regulate social media and force them to carry, you know, probably an equal number of viewpoints. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, what, what I'm saying is basically that. In other words, if these social media uh, companies did their job the way that it's set up, they wouldn't have been censoring the New York okay. Post article on, on uh, the Biden laptop. All right, I got you. But usually most Republicans... Now, you're saying that we need more regulation and we've got to control social media companies. Most Republicans say we need smaller government, less regulation, less control, less censorship, less opportunities, or I mean, more opportunities for people, you know, to do free speech or do whatever they want to do. That, doesn't that seem well, anti-Republican to go in there and start controlling private companies? No, I, I'm going to correct your premise. I want a level playing field. I want fairness. With more regulation, I, I, okay. No, I, I didn't say more regulation. I'm saying that if you are going to have a situation where these companies have the ability to censor, then they're not playing by the rules that the government put out. I thought you were for freedom. It doesn't sound like freedom. It sounds like you're going to try to control social media companies. I mean, they're private companies, so you want less freedom for them, more for other people probably, but less for them. No, I, I want, if, if they're allowed to publish Democrat lies, then they should not be censoring the Republican lies. That, that, that's freedom there, doesn't it sound like it to you? Right, so you want to I regulate mean, it. It would be ideal if nobody <laughs> lied. Now, you're going to say I'm in favor of lies. <laughs> so I'm not in that. favor of lies. Okay. I want honest and open debates honest and open communication. Right. And good old and straightforward lying, right? right? None of this Well, I, I, I certainly understand that, but the only way to do that is to come up with more regulation and to reduce the freedom that these private social media companies have. They're private companies. If you don't like their lies, don't partake in them. What I think don't we ought to do is ban this dark money and these third-party ads that are really the worst right. ads running on TV and right. radio right have now. More regulation, bigger company, and less freedom for the dark ad people. I got you. No, I, I'm it's it's now we see what you... to a new level this election. That, that's a fact. As my daughter and always says, now we see who you really are. It's so. free speech, right? All so right. we should be glad that people are calling each other garbage and dog killers. <laughs> you know, if, if they were talking about the issues, I could buy into it, but they're not no. talking about the issues. All right, we got one caller left for the whole show. Uh, Mike, we'll give you 10 more seconds, whatever you'd like to add. If, if we were talking about reality, our government would be telling us how much bringing in almost 6 million illegal aliens during Biden's administration has cost and what the goal is and why we aren't taking the qualified people in the European countries to come in and do the jobs we need done. Done. All right. Thank you, sir. All well right. said. Uh, and a good you, elevator Mike. speech. All right. Uh, we'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. 
You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915. Hello there. Yep, hold on one second. I'm going to introduce you in one split second. Hold on. Uh, the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury is there. Sunburymotors.com is their website. They sell Ford, Hyundai, and Kias. They're also looking for workers. So if you're ready for a career change, Joe, this radio thing finally didn't work out after 60 years, you can switch. They are also selling the Kia Nero. If you haven't seen it, it is the hybrid version of the K5. Just a fantastic vehicle. There's also an electric version called the Kira, Kia, Kia Nero EV. SunburyMotors.com. Okay. Uh, Suzanne, we only have about a minute left, so please go right ahead. Okay. I uh, just want to give my shout-out support for two local candidates, Ryan Mock in the 107th House of Representatives and also Amanda Waldman in the PA 9th Congressional. We need to get rid of Muser, who is... Uh, now, sitting next to uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, QAnon. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they're in the same picture oh, at, they at really the Oz are. functions. Yes, right. they are. Thank you yeah, so much, okay. Suzanne. Thanks for Thank calling you. in. A very smart woman calling in today. Thank you. I don't know. I like that music. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he is a good guy. He's, at least he calls the show. Right. I don't agree with what he always says on the show, but... Uh, I agree with him, and I'm glad he calls. I'm glad he calls. All right. Thank you, everybody, for participating. Financial Friday tomorrow. This is WKOK Sunbury.